Welcome to Abstract Audio, the podcast presenting life as an abstract art form. The show that encourages you to proceed beyond the tangible, to extract the infinite from the finite, to see with the mind what you cannot physically see with the eyes. Oh, this? It's an emancipation. It's an exploration into areas usually overlooked. Explore with me on today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to Abstract Audio. I'm your host, Amber Janae. And today, we're just going to be delving into the topic of truly becoming familiar with oneself and the benefits of looking inward for discovery and fulfillment. We'll relate that knowledge to your mental state and thus your reality. Sound fun? All right, let's get to it. Let's get acquainted. Who are you? Yes, you. Sitting there listening to this. I know you're like, bitch, who am I? Who is you? New phone. No, no. New podcast. Who it is? No, but really, just take a minute and think about it. What are the roles you play in this world? You know, mother, brother, friend, employee, wife. How would people describe you? What are you good at? You have a good idea in mind? Great. Now throw that shit out entirely. Why? Simple. Because those things, the answers to those marvelous questions, don't make you who you are. And when you really think about it, all those descriptions I just listed sound like some shit they put on your tombstone when you die. Oh, she was a great mother. He was a great friend. That's some generic ass bullshit. I mean, personally, when I die, I want to be made into a tree and planted or rolled up and smoked like some, but that's neither here nor there. In all honesty, despite what you may have heard, one can and should never boast complete self-knowledge because it's an impossible and limiting belief. And they say, you know, you shouldn't even aim to truly know your partner for that same reason. It puts them in a box. You know, it puts your relationship in a box. Another topic for another day. Uh, Regardless, I feel that every member of society has a duty to themselves to learn themselves beyond the confines and definitions already placed on you, of course. What an interesting word that is, though, right? Yourself. It sounds so singular, so final, like the period at the end of a sentence. But I implore you to view it just in a different light, if only for a minute. We are literally energy, right? And energy, by definition, is full of boundless potential. So why confine your definition to such a stationary way of thinking? Who we are isn't just one question with one well-laid-out answer. And that's why you kind of draw a blank when someone asks you, like, oh, so tell me about yourself, right? (laughs) You kind of freeze because it's not finite. Rather, it's quite infinite. You know, we're infinite beings. And while the idea of identity isn't so cut and dry, There are like bits and pieces to the infinitely amazing puzzle that is you. Like breadcrumbs leading you into the dark woods of self-discovery, so to speak. And it can be scary to go on such a journey. You know, you may come out of those woods a bit rattled and shaken up. You might even get lost. But that's the beauty of it. You come out confidently knowing your place in the world, 
what you need out of life, and oppositely, what you really want your tombstone to say when it's all over. But if you're not ready or you're unsure about taking those first steps just yet, that's perfectly fine. I'll be holding your hand the entire way as we delve into the topic of self-awareness. So the act of introspection, by definition, is a process that involves looking inward to examine one's own thoughts and emotions. The idea was first developed by a psychologist, a want, as an experiment in training people to carefully and objectively analyze the content of their own subconscious. But it's not like limited to reminiscing about crazy dumb stuff you did in high school or regretting that shade of lipstick you wore at last year's Christmas party. No, those things have to do with outside influences of what other people may have thought or said or felt about you and how it subsequently made you feel. But if you recall, we're here for you, not them. This is your story. As individuals, the way we see ourselves is constantly changing and evolving. That much we all know. In fact, as we touched upon in our last episode, a change is considered one of the only true constants in life. It's what propels us to want more and do more and be more. (laughs) Shout out, be more, Baltimore. And you know, that's great. But this fact also makes it increasingly easy to forget what brought us to that point, right? It's like you take one step, you achieve one goal, you instantly move on to the next. We want to keep moving. Objects in motion like to stay in motion, right? We're hardwired to want more, and we like instant gratification. You know, we like to use that reward center of our brains. But thing about that is, it's short-lived. So when this happens, when we move on to the next thing so quickly, we unknowingly stunt our own growth and downplay what it took to get there, thus depriving ourselves of that sense of pride and accomplishment in the long term. You know, many people nowadays are just stuck running in place. You'll hear people say, oh, I feel stuck. You know, they're shuffling quickly from day to day, place to place, goal to goal, chasing after things they think they want for themselves, things you think you want for yourself. Not even knowing who your true self is, let alone what that true self would want. Putting on this generic mask of self and without that knowledge, without that acknowledgement, without that peace. We oftentimes default to feelings of discontent. Introspection goes hand in hand with this fact by forcing you to not only revisit your past accomplishments, your struggles and failures, but also to identify what matters most to you and why. And I know, maybe better than anyone, I know that can be hard, especially for people who have been through a lot of trauma. You know, I've certainly been through my fair share. But I'm telling you, it is vital to analyze what effect things truly have on you guys, because it'll guide you to self-awareness. This goes for everyone, by the way, you know, but especially I feel for men, because y'all are so conditioned to not feel, to not cry, to man up. A lot of y'all don't know how to process your emotions or how to go there with yourself. And if you can't do that, if you can't sit with you, You can't know who you truly are without a job, without a car, without tons of bitches, you know, without outside factors or validation. I was reading up on this, you know, and there's a lot of stuff out there that says, oh, introspection is a great tool and it's so helpful in finding out more about yourself, you know. Meanwhile, there are other things that say it could literally kill you. (laughs) So shit, roll the dice if you want to. 
Like, ain't that about a bitch? You know, all the ways you could go and you end up thinking so hard, you blow a fucking gasket and your brain just explodes or something. But no, no, really, essentially, the argument is just that it can lead to overthinking and self-doubt and self-pity, you know. But in my opinion, there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. And most people just tend to do it wrong. We end up lost in our own heads. And this coming from an overthinker, you know, I totally get it. But the key is to examine, understand, forgive, and just let go. And one more time for the people in the back, understand and let go. Whatever it is, you know, it's holding you back. That was then, this is now, let it go. (laughs) And I'm certainly not here to preach to nobody, but I'm just saying, you know, taking this approach involves truly getting to the root of your emotions, your thoughts and memories. Why did I react that way? Why do you feel that way? You know, why do I continuously default to this pattern? You know, you need to be like an annoying ass little kid. You know, I have a six-year-old, so I'm speaking from experience here. You know, they always in your face if you got kids, you know, always questioning why, 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 you know, why yourself? Uh, But the key is to catch yourself before you get to a point where you're just flat out obsessing or beating yourself up over it, you know, whatever it is, or making up like fantasy scenarios in your head about different outcomes. We've all been there. (laughs) And after all, you know, we've all heard the saying, too, that they say to know where you're going, you have to look back on where you've been. Now, I always thought that sounded nice. You know, it sounds nice. And though I haven't always agreed or subscribed to that idea, and just because even with all these 26 years under my belt, (laughs) it never really made much sense to me, you know, call me crazy. But like, I always thought like, okay, if you're lost in the woods, right? Well, knowing every step you took in the wrong direction for hours magically put you on the right track? Hell no. Your ass still gonna be just as lost. You know, trees getting thicker than Erica Badu the farther you go, you know, getting colder by the hour, you know. Plus, it's probably even darker outside now. You can't even see the trees anymore. Shit, you'll probably fuck around and get eaten by a bear. Also, man versus wild shit. Point being, there are infinite outcomes, you know, infinite paths you can take. So knowing which way didn't get you there won't necessarily tell you the way that can. Uh, really quick, though, you know, while we're on the topic of outdoors, uh, sure, it sounds like hippie garbage, uh, but guys, we really are one with the earth. I hope everyone knows this by now. You know, she provides and sustains all that we need to live, you know, from the air the trees produce uh, to the water from its depths, you know. You know, some cultures would even send those coming of age into the wild, uh, believing they'd emerge with this greater understanding and appreciation of life which is something I fully think we should adopt as a culture, might I add, you know, toughen these kids up a little, get them off the iPads. Anyway, uh, this is why, to me, the first true step to clearing a path to you is to get out of your head and enjoy nature. While there's still some nature left to enjoy, you know, embrace it, love it, go hug a tree. You know, I hug trees on the regular. Uh, We all know being outdoors for even a short period of time can have tremendous impact on personal healing and clear your mental palate. Uh, But I want you to be aware that you, yes, you, are made from the very same amazing material that surrounds us on the daily. And guess what? Your inner light is just as brilliant. And doing this connects you with source energy and gets you in tune with something bigger than yourself. 
But don't be fooled into thinking that all the answers can be found outside. You know, after all, we are on the topic of introspection. Okay, so back on topic. Uh, Stay with me, y'all. You know, I'll be going on tangents. (laughs) But more realistically, um, I always saw it like, okay, so if you see a homeless man on the street, he knows he had a tough life. He knows he's had a hard go at it. He knows what got him there. So what exactly would rehashing his past indicate about his future? You know, who knows? Could be nothing, could be everything. Because his potential and your potential is not limited to how things have been or how they used to be or how you used to be. Even though these things, you know, give you great guidance, it's up to you and only you what you do next. It's up to you to find your why. Up to you to get out of those woods. So really, what they should say is to know where you're going, you need to get your ass a map. (laughs) Some bear repellent and a map. There they no joke, bro. There they no joke. But if you tune into the previous episode, you may recall us briefly touching on the concept of like self-actualization, right? So this actually ties in with the concept of our potential as it can generally be thought of as the full realization of one's creative, intellectual, and social potential through an internal drive. And that internal, it means versus your external rewards like money or status or power. It's all very specific to you and your abilities and your definition of happiness. You have to want it for you. That's the big difference between self-actualization and self-preservation. You know, doing it because you want to and doing it because you have to to survive. To me, there is a bit of crossover there, though. Uh, But even if you don't need to know who you are at your core, and technically you could, I guess, go through life just winging it. And some people do. But I'll tell you what, they're not fulfilled. They're empty and they're soulless. I mean, hey, everyone's different. But it's because of this that if you choose the path to your higher self, it won't be like anyone else's. Uh, What's really interesting to me, though, uh, that isn't so different from person to person is these roles everyone plays really thinking it's the real you, right? Thinking it's yourself when really it's your ego. It's your ego and these masks we put on and call self. A lot of times it's a cop out. You know, it's a shortcut to avoid doing the inner work. I believe that before you were born, you know, before you were incarnated on this earth, uh, you have a particular mission or destiny to fulfill. But in that quest to find it, we just kind of gathered all these different roles and and played all these different roles and fashioned them into these masks that we wear to protect ourselves. You know, that's your ego. So every time we fall short, we can fall back on them and say, oh, you know, I'm a mother. You know, I can't finish school. Oh, I'm a student. You know, I don't have time to work towards my dreams. Oh, I'm a wife. You know, my husband comes first. That's not you. It's your ego. But no, really, just by asking yourself just a few simple questions and leading your subconscious down a sometimes extremely uncomfortable rabbit hole, you'll discover the essential roadmap to the real you. Shit, just look at me. You know, I used to be crazy. Okay, okay, I'm still crazy. But I'm a work in progress. You know, don't judge me. I will say, though, that I hate when people call someone crazy just because they have a different way of doing things, you know, a different way of thinking. Because you know what the literal definition of crazy 
the definition of insanity is doing that same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. So you, yes, you, are the one who's going to work for someone else day in, day out, you know, vibrating at that same low-ass frequency, not working on yourself, expecting things to just get better without the change, without the introspection, without the work. That's fucking crazy. But then it just gets you thinking, you know, can anyone be fully self-actualized even once they've done the work? You know, Maslow himself believed only like 1% of the population even gets to that point. But hey, we can try, right? We can give it a shot. (laughs) At the end of the day, the key to finding you is to realize that you will always be searching because you are everywhere. You're in the earth. You're in the trees. You are in the past and you'll be in the future. The only wrong way to go about introspection is to think that your past and the decisions you've made 100% define you. Because that's just not true. You know, you're just as free-flowing as the wind, you know, as capable and destined for change as the leaves on the trees. You just have to embrace it. Allow yourself to lean into it, you know, start where you are, pick a time and a place, ask yourself the right questions, focus, write down your realizations, take that and plan and grow. So often in life, you know, we find ourselves on autopilot, you know, going through the motions the best way we know how, putting that mask on every day. But if we knew the whys behind our house, we'd have a better way to control the what, where and when. If I lost you there and I damn near lost myself, but this just means you'll be more likely to hold yourself accountable for your personal choices. And from these new outcomes and experiences, coupled with clues gathered while looking inward and a fair amount of psychedelics, you'll eventually experience ego death and the core sense of self will naturally emerge. So to wrap it up here, guys, self-reflection is a powerful tool in anyone's hands. You know, and although these tips and steps can be a great outline and starting point, your approach can honestly be as flexible and as unique as you are. From it, you can carve out a more solid sense of awareness and mindfulness. And that awareness will give way to endless possibilities and opportunities for personal growth in your life. And no need to worry about the direction it takes you in, because you'll always have your roadmap. And hopefully, something kick-ass to put on your tombstone by the end of it. As always, I appreciate you guys so much for sitting in with me today. I'm so glad we're getting to know each other. Sorry, I may have gotten a little morbid there, you know, got you thinking about your mortality, but it is what it is. You know, we all got to go sometime, right? Join us next time for another great chat. And until then, be sure to head on over to theabstractaudioshow.com to stay up to date and try to appreciate the abstract in your life.